This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you could have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. From CBS News, this is The Takeout with Major Garrett. Welcome to your Tuesday Takeout Outtake Especial. This is a fun and games portion of our program. I mean, we have fun all the time, but we have a little bit more fun in the Takeout Outtake Especial. Our special guest editor, Michael Bennett, Democrat from Colorado, also running for the Democratic Party's nomination for Presidency of the United States. And one of the reasons this is our fun and game segment, uh, Senator, is we ask three threshold questions of each and every one of our guests. Our audience loves the answers because, as you will discover, they learn a little bit something about the personalities of those who are our guests. So, in no particular order, the most influential book in your life, your favorite movie or one of your all-time favorite movies, and because you have to travel to Colorado, either there or around a very beautiful state, you might be in a long flight or a long drive. If so, what kind of music, artist, or genre are you most likely to listen to? So I think on on the book, uh, I love uh, Catherine Boo's book, the, uh, Behind the Beautiful Forevers, which is about a slum in Mumbai, India. And it's the most interesting thing I've ever read about poor people and a beautifully written book so I would, that I would, has never been mentioned i wouldn't necessarily say it's the most influential book in my life but i would say that it's one of the most tremendous books that i've ever read um on the uh movie butch casting the sundance kid which i've repeatedly tried to get my daughters to watch and one of these days i'm going to get them <laughs> to watch the whole thing through i don't know maybe someday when we have grandkids they'll watch what is movie. it about that movie that just a sense you. of adventure you know and uh you know it's a western and i've always just loved it and i think that newman and redford are i mean they, amazing. they, they are the best buddy movie amazing uh, duo yeah, you that they'll ever will incredible. be incredible plus there's that scene where Newman's on the bicycle, right. you know, with the huge wheel in front uh, while they're playing r- raindrops keep falling yep. on my head. And it just the whole thing is so incongruous. But somehow it's a it's amazing thing. Um, and then music? the music on uh, the music. The, uh, there's a guy uh, I was listening to w- watching this show called Atlanta. And uh, when I was recovering from surgery and. Uh, there was a song, and I thought, man, that's amazing. And uh, I went to find it, and it was a group called Little Huey and the Babysitters in the early 60s. Wow. Uh, and so look it up. And if you can't find that, okay. Cur- Curtis Mayfield. Um, now, Curtis Mayfield I've heard of, no doubt. To check out Little Huey and the Babysitters. Only one album was ever produced, and it was like six songs. And poor Little Huey, who was anything but little. Expired. <laughs> that was another one of those ironic he, names, he right? Expired before the move, the 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 playlist came out. Anyway, so that I guarantee you, Senator, is the first and maybe the last be reference the last. to Little Huey and the Babysitters. But except we take for all, all the people mentions. who write in saying, <laughs> exactly. "God, that's <is> amazing <laughs> exactly. suggestion." So I want to read to you something that I 
imagine you're familiar with. George Packer over the Atlantic wrote this uh, September 16th, 2019, just a couple of days ago, talking about you and your approach to politics. Let me quote from this article directly. His, meaning your, qualities are unspectacular, but in politics they're unusual, even rare. He listens closely, and he talks like a human being who is trying to figure out what he thinks as he speaks. His moderation has nothing to do with political cowardice or soft-headedness. Pretty laudatory. You agree with that? I think that that's right, Um, particularly the part about my political skills being unspectacular. But I think, you know, it's true that I don't, as I said earlier to you, I don't believe I have a monopoly on wisdom, and I believe part of the exercise of being in a democracy is contending with other people's points of view. The worst decisions I make are the decisions I make alone in my house without contending with, with someone else's opinion, without c- learning about somebody else's experience or what they care about or what their priorities are. In a pluralistic society like the one we live in, we should expect that it's par for the course that this project of our democracy requires us not just to contend with other people's points of view, but understand that they have a legitimate role to play in the democracy. And if we have abandoned that, I think all is lost. If if you go home at night and all you do is watch Fox and the people you talk to all day long watch Fox and all you do is go home and watch MSNBC, the people you talk to all day long is watch MSNBC, we're not going to be able to advance the interests of this country. I really believe it. And and it's not and part of it is that I don't think any of us is likely to really have a monopoly on wisdom. As I said earlier, Donald Trump ran for president saying I alone can fix it. That's about the most un-American statement somebody running for the White House could, could, could make because it is important who's in the, in the White House. But what's really important is what we as citizens do to try to restore the democracy, to make it work in our time, and to pass it on to the next generation of Americans. That's an ethic that I think we can't give up. We can't lose. Picking up on that point, I want to ask you what strikes me as potentially a chicken or egg question. I've, in the process of reading a book that's Somewhat dated, but it's really interesting. It's called The Big Sort. Not The Big Short, but The Big Mm -hmm. Sort. And it argues from a statistical social science point of view that this political dynamic you discussed of not listening to one another, of being in our own political and ideological silos, is a reflection of what our country was doing and has been doing pretty steadily since the mid-1990s, which is sorting ourselves along geographic, economic, values lines and the politicians saw that and are reflecting that the politicians aren't driving that down the throats of voters voters are segmenting themselves and have been segmenting themselves all over this country and that came first it's an interesting theory i hadn't come across it and i wonder what your evaluation well, of that is even if that did come first i think that means that people that are seeking elected office have a moral duty to the democracy to do better than just reflecting the sort. I mean, again, my state, it doesn't reflect what you just said. My state is a third Democratic, a third Republican, and a third Independent. And I am telling you, there is a 70% agenda on infrastructure, on higher education, on K-12, on our environment, on climate change, uh, on our economy. There's a 70% yes agenda among the people in my state irrespective of the political party they're in. When I go to the ballpark and at the, where the Rockies play, and I, and I think to myself, 
How many of the people in these stands represent people that are watching the cable news at night or involved with their politicians, including me, on Facebook or Twitter? And what I know is that's two sections of people. So if I take those two sections, divide it by the number of people in the stadium, and multiply that times 330 million Americans, uh, what I come up with is a number of about 11 or 12 million Americans who are obsessed with politics, who are dividing each other, and who think the other side is evil. There are 320 million Americans who are out there trying to build their businesses, trying to support their families, trying to do something useful for their communities. And they believe that people in my job are kind of doing what Schoolhouse Rock all said we were supposed to do here about a bill becoming a law. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a reasonable expectation for them to have. And I don't think it's it's not okay with me if there are elected leaders out there, and I know there are a bunch of them, that don't view that as their responsibility, that don't view that as their job, that come here just to incite more division and to incite more distrust and more hatred. Um, We've had many divisions in the past going back to the very founding of this country, and the people that held a public trust because they were either appointed or elected uh, to an office uh, have historically done better than that, and I think that we should expect people to do better than that from the present on down. That's the voice of Michael Bennett, our special guest. This has been your Tuesday Takeout Outtake, especially Senator. As a, it's been a pleasure. I really Thank enjoyed you. it. Thanks, Thanks Major. See you next it. week. Bye. New episodes of The Takeout are available Friday mornings wherever you get your podcasts. The Takeout is produced by Arden Fari, Katiana Krachenko, Jamie Benson, Sarah Cook, and Ellie Watson. CBSN production by Alex Zuckerman, Eric Susanen, and Grace Seegers. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Takeout Podcast. That's at Takeout Podcast. And for more, visit TakeoutPodcast.com. The Takeout is a production of CBS News Radio. Have a young man, Boot Edge Edge. Boot Edge Edge. They say Edge Edge. If you like the takeout, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at wondery.com survey. Survivor's back and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist, a new co-host, the winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladaris. Hi! Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. I'm CBS News correspondent Major Garrett, host of the podcast Agent of Betrayal, the double life of Robert Hansen. During the Cold War, FBI agent Robert Hansen traded classified secrets to the Kremlin in exchange for cash and jewels. In the podcast, you'll hear from Hansen's closest friends, family members, victims, and colleagues for the most comprehensive telling of who Robert Hansen really was. Binge the entire series now. Agent of Betrayal, the double life of Robert Hansen is available on the Wondery app, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts.